Section nine of Autobiography of Phineas Pett by Phineas Pett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section nine. The Autobiography of Phineas Pett. Part five. The twenty fourth of May, sixteen twenty four, being sent for to St. James's, I there received from Sir Robert Carr by the Prince's Highness's order a gold chain of the value of one hundred and four pounds in way of reward for my attendance in the voyage into spain in bringing his highness home which chain i was commanded to wear one day and to wait upon the prince to the parliament which i accordingly did and received very gracious respect from his highness about this time i was joined commissioner with captain love captain edward giles and mr john reynolds the master gunner of england to take up diverse colliers and to put them out to sundry shipwrights to be fitted for men-of-war for which service i never received allowance in the beginning of october this present year happened a wonderful great storm through which many ships perished especially in the downs amongst which was riding there the antelope of his majesty being bound for ireland under the command of sir thomas button my son john being then passenger in her a merchant-ship being put from her anchors came foul of her and put her also from all her anchors by means whereof she drove upon the brakes where she beat off her rudder and much of the run abaft miraculously escaping utter loss of all for that the merchant-ship that came foul of her called the dolphin hard by her utterly perished both ship and all the company yet it pleased god to save her and got off into the downs having cut all her masts by the board and with much labour was kept from foundering my son john was sent post from the ship to sir thomas button who was presently sent by the lord admiral on board and brought warrant for me to attend him to the ship to use the best means we could to save her after our coming on board by placing chain pumps into the steward's room we kept the water easily under and then fitted a rudder and jury mast by which means she was safely brought to deptford dock and her defects perfected about the end of december this present year the prince was docked to be prepared and fitted to sea meanwhile the duke of brunswick came to chatham accompanied with divers of the prince's servants and went on board the ship in the dock the twenty-ninth day of january after the prince was launched and soon after had her mast set and divers other ships graved and made ready for a voyage to sea the twenty eighth of march sixteen twenty five certain news was brought to chatham of king james's death and the next day after his majesty was proclaimed amongst us in the navy at the hill house the masters boatswains gunners pursers and all belonging to the navy were present all april and may i attended at chatham to prepare the fleet and was then bound to fetch over the queen in the latter end of may his majesty came to rochester where i presented myself unto him in the dean's yard and kissed his hand and had speech with him till he came into the house where he dined and i attended him all the dinner while thence i hasted home and waited his majesty's coming by towards canterbury who alighted at my house and stayed there a while and gave me leave to drink his health and then returned to his coach giving me charge to follow him and to hasten on board the prince being then in the downs according to his command i presently took horse and followed him and lay at sandwich that night and next day came into the downs went on board to the vanguard commanded by captain pennington 
bound for france where i met sir thomas button captain ned giles and other good company there dined and after was set on board the prince saturday the fourth of june his majesty came on board the prince riding then in dover road where he dined and was safely landed again yet this evening we let slip and went room for the downs with very foul weather thursday the ninth of june we got over to boulogne and anchored in boulogne road the tenth day we had a great storm the wind north-west where all our ships drove and we break our best bower and were forced to let fall our sheet anchor which put us both to great danger and puzzle of loss of men and boats and had also one of our men belonging to the steward room drowned sunday morning being the twelfth day all things prepared fit and the great storm allayed about eleven of the clock we received our young queen on board and having a fair leading gale fitting the entertainment of a queen we set sail out of boulogne road about one of the clock and before eight had safely landed her and her train at dover monday morning i left the ship and went on shore at dover and missing my horses was forced to go to sandwich where i lay all night and next day hired post-horse home the boatswain of the ship john hancock died so soon as i was landed upon the beach the fourteenth day of july sixteen twenty five my eldest son john pett was married to catherine yardley youngest daughter to mr robert yardley of chatham deceased the wedding was kept at our own house the twenty fourth of september my wife's mother sickened at my house at chatham and the fourth of october she died and the sixth day being thursday she was buried in the chancel of our parish church mr pyam made her funeral sermon the last part of this christmas quarter i was posted to and again from chatham to london and hampton court about building of small ships and presenting plats of them both to the king and commissioners of the navy to very little purpose and my great trouble and charge my son joseph died in ireland in february this year in the year twenty six i was called to sundry employments the one to have built a new ship at chatham of three hundred tons and mr burrell was to have built another for which i made moulds and sent them into the woods by one thomas williams shipwright who hewed the frame in the woods which was brought into the yard with an excellent provision of long straight timber but by the malice of mr burrell the business was hindered and not suffered to go forward so that the frame was kept in the yard till it was good for no use of shipping but afterwards i was employed to bring two small pinnaces of seventy tons apiece or thereabouts which i performed accordingly at chatham my son richard being my principal foreman they were called the one the henrietta the other maria after the queen's name also the commissioners of the navy growing to be called in question for their actions in the latter end of this year there was a great commission of lords and divers other experienced captains granted under the broad seal for inquiry of their actions amongst which number i was chosen one much doing was about it but in the end it trenched so far upon some great personages that it was let fall and nothing to any purpose done in it but divers of the commissioners came to chatham and surveyed the state of the ships and other things and so in the end of the january following returned all to london the fourteenth of february being wednesday and st valentine's day my dear wife anne departed this life in the morning and was buried the friday after in chatham church in the evening 
leaving behind her a disconsolate husband and sad family not long after i being at london my only sister then living mary cooper departed this life the fifth of march for very grief of the loss of my dear wife this summer my son john was made captain of a merchant ship and served under sir sackwell trevor's command in the taking of the french prize called the saint esprit in july i was contracted to my second wife mistress susan yardley the widow of mr robert yardley whose daughter my son john had formerly married the sixteenth of the same month we were married at st margaret's church by mr franklin mr george wilson gave her in the church the twentieth of february sixteen twenty seven the commissioners of the navy were summoned before the lords and their commission called in and dissolved and the government of the navy conferred upon the principal officers then being to be carried as in former times the twenty sixth of february attending the officers of the navy at sir sackville crow's house by charing cross sir john pennington came thither to acquaint them with a warrant from the lord duke directed to him and myself for present bargaining with the yard-keepers of the river for the building of ten small vessels for the enterprise of rochelle of some one hundred and twenty tons apiece with one deck and quarter only to row as well as sail the twenty-eighth day of the same month we concluded our bargains with the several yard-keepers and drew covenants between us and delivered them impressed accordingly in this business i was employed till the latter end of july that the ships set sail to portsmouth my son john was placed captain in the sixth whelp built by my kinsman peter pett having liberty from the lord duke to make choice for him amongst them all i chose that pinnace before the rest supposing she would have proved best which fell out afterward clean contrary the twenty-first of this month of july as i was going to london to attend the meeting of the officers of the navy i was arrested at the suit of one freeman upon three executions for timber delivered to the building of sir walter raleigh's ship and the two pinnaces built at ratcliffe for the expedition of algier and was forcibly carried to prison to the counter in the poultry where i was lodged all night the next morning the king and the lord duke being made acquainted by sir john pennington with the business the lords of the council were twice assembled about my clearing and the care recommended to the lord treasurer weston who employed his secretary mr john gibbons to see me freed which was done by a habeas corpus to remove me to the fleet where i was carried and there put in bond for my appearance the first day of michaelmas term so for that time discharged mr gibbons defraying the whole charge a little before this his majesty gave me a blank for making a baronet which was signed by his hand i received warrant from the lord duke to go to portsmouth there to attend the setting out of the fleet which accordingly i did taking my journey from lambeth the first of august accompanied with my son richard william dalton and some other shipwrights when i came to portsmouth by means of some friends i procured a convenient lodging in a private house where i lay all the time of my being there in which i saw many passages and the great disaster happening unto the lord duke after the mutiny upon the green on friday in the evening about where i lay all the time of my being there about the execution of a poor seaman that was hanged upon a gibbet on the beach and the next day being saturday and the twenty-third day about ten of the clock the duke was murdered in captain mason's house by a private discontented lieutenant called felton 
being stabbed with a knife to the heart as he was talking with Sir Thomas, blank, at the parlour door. The 4th of September, my son John took leave of me in the evening and went on board his ship, whom I never saw after, being unfortunately cast away in the return from Rochelle, both ship and men perishing in the sea, as it was supposed foundered in the storm, which was a grievous affliction to myself, my wife, and his own wife, left great with child at his going to sea. The 6th of September, the service concluded, and all the fleet sent away, I left Portsmouth accompanied with my son Richard, and returned for Chatham, coming thither on Monday the eighth day, finding my wife and family in good health, praising God for our comfortable meeting. After diverse passages and journeys from Chatham to London and Hampton Court, to my great expense, and could conclude nothing for clearing my arrest, I was forced, for saving harmless my sureties in the fleet, to deliver myself a prisoner the first day of the term, going thither in the evening, taking possession of the chamber provided for me with a heavy heart, my son Richard accompanying me. Afterward, being advised by my worthy friend, Captain Pennington, who never forsook me in all my troubles, but furnished my wants continually, way was made to acquaint his majesty with my case, who very graciously gave order to the Lord Treasurer to see me freed from prison, where I continued notwithstanding, six or seven days before I could be released, and an agreement concluded with Freeman for his debt by the Lord Treasurer, which done, I presented myself to his majesty, who used me very graciously. In this interim I received certain intelligence of the great loss of my son John, his ship, and all his company, who foundered in the sea about the seams, in the great storm about the beginning of November, not one man saved to bring the doleful news, no ship near them to deliver the certainty, but a small pink belonging to the fleet that was within ken of her, and saw her shoot nine pieces of ordnance, hoping of succour. This affliction was the greater, for that his dear wife was, much about the time of her husband's loss, delivered of a son at my house at Chatham, having a mournful time of lying in, which son was baptised at Chatham Church on Sunday the twenty-third day, afternoon, called Phineas. The witness, my wife, godmother, myself and good friend, Mr. George Wilson, being godfathers. Towards the end of December, I was appointed by the officers of the Navy to take charge of docking the vanguard at Woolwich, which I presently took order in, to have the dock fitted and prepared for that purpose. I docked the vanguard and caused a dam to be made without the gates, then took down the gates and wharves within the dam, and made all new, both floor, wharves, and gates, which was finished in a short time. About this time, riding from Woolwich to Greenwich, sent for by Captain Pennington, midway betwixt both, the horse gave me a dangerous fall, close by a ditch-side full of water, by which I received a great hurt upon my right leg and thigh, which was sore bruised by the fall, insomuch as I had much ado to get back again, and was not recovered of the hurt in six weeks' time, but was forced to use crutches. About the beginning of June, by Captain Pennington's procurement, I passed the baronet given me formerly by the king, for which the captain received for me two hundred pounds, which he sent me to Woolwich in gold. About this time I gave over my house at Chatham, and surrendered the lease thereof to Mr. Isaacson, the painter, who renewed it for longer time with Sir Robert Jackson, then Lord of the Manor. Towards the end of September I was employed by the Lord Treasurer Weston, as a commissioner for his majesty to the forests of Shotover and Stowood, near Oxford, 
which forests were granted from his majesty by letters patent to the earl of lindsay wherein i discharged my beauty so effectually as gained me a good opinion both from his majesty and the lord treasurer from which employment i returned to woolwich the eighth day of november having finished a tedious and troublesome business the twenty-seventh day of november it pleased god to take from me my dear beloved son richard who died with me at woolwich and was buried in the church chancel next day after being a great affliction unto me by reason he was my eldest son then living being a very hopeful young man and for his years an excellent artist being trained by me to that purpose for making of ships a little after christmas i was employed as a commissioner with mr treswell surveyor of his majesty's woods to view certain parks of his majesty as didden park sunning park and folly john park lying near about windsor which we dispatched in four or five days and returned back to westminster and delivered in the account and certificate of the business to the lord treasurer towards the middle of february there was a resolution by his majesty and the lords of the admiralty to make an addition of assistance to the principal officers of his majesty's navy for the better managing of that great business by experienced men to which purpose mr william burrell was nominated as one and myself by his majesty's own appointment was chosen for the other not without some strong opposition which could not prevail so that there was a letter under his majesty's signet directed to the officers and ourselves to sit with the officers and to authorize us to proceed together in all businesses concerning his majesty's service which was twice read in public court at their meeting in mincing lane the eighth day of march sixteen twenty nine and then we took place first with them where it was concluded to begin first with a general survey of the whole navy at chatham and all stores within and without doors and to put out by the great as we should hold fitting the repair of all apparent defects in the ships which was recommended wholly to the care of mr burrell and myself which was effectually performed by us and the works of the ships put to mr goddard one of the master shipwrights to be done by contract which business we fully concluded by the end of march sixteen thirty after we had settled all business at chatham deptford and woolwich mr burrell and myself took our journey the sixth of may to portsmouth where we arrived the eighth day after taking up our lodgings at the dock with the clerk of the stores where mr burrell lay and myself at the clerk of the check both mr brooks and brothers here we stayed upon dispatch of all business concerning the defects of the ships surveys and other material business which having all ordered settled and graved the ships we returned thence and came to london the fourth day of june following the fourth of august there was a great commission sent to portsmouth to take a view of the harbour and the river running up to fareham for the removing of his majesty's ships to a more safe place of riding all the principal officers of his majesty's navy being commissioners together with mr burrell his majesty's masters of the navy and six of the chief masters of the trinity house there was much dispute and contrariety about the business but in the end a fair agreement was concluded some of the masters of the trinity house there sickened which hastened both their returns and ours back in the return home myself was taken very sick at farnham where mr burrell and myself parted he staying behind about some particular business of his own but we never saw one another after being the thirteenth day of august it pleased god that i got home to woolwich that very night very dangerously sick 
and stirred not out of my chamber in eight weeks' space, in which interim Mr. Burrell died in an inn, as he travelled toward Huntingdon, the end of this present month. About the twenty-third day of November following, I was sent again to Portsmouth, with a commission to search and inquire about the worm which was reported to eat the ships in the road, to their endangering and hazard. There were diverse master shipwrights joined with me in the business, but upon strict examination upon oath there could be no such matter found, but only a rumour raised to hinder the keeping of any His Majesty's ships in that harbour. About the end of December His Majesty signed my letters patent for the place of a principal officer and commissioner of his navy, and the 19th day of January following I had my letters patent publicly read at the meeting of the principal officers of His Majesty's Navy in Mincing Lane in London, and accordingly took my place amongst them. The twenty-sixth day after, they were publicly read before the whole Navy men at Chatham. The twenty-third of February I brought my wife from Woolwich to Chatham in a coach all the way by land. We alighted at San Yardley's door, where we took up our lodging. The first of March I received from Mr. Robert Smith, messenger of the Navy, eight commissions of purveyance and other business concerning the Navy under the broad seal of England directed to me. The twenty-first day of April, being Thursday, His Majesty, accompanied with diverse of the Lords, as the Treasurer, Chamberlain, Marquis Hamilton, Holland, and others, came to Woolwich to see the vanguard launched that day, which was performed to His Majesty's great content. I entertained them in my lodgings with wine, cakes, and other things, which were well accepted. His Majesty commanded me into the barge with him, purposing to have landed at Deptford to have seen the St. Dennis, newly repaired in dry dock, but the rain hindered his landing, and I was taken out of His Majesty's barge into a pair of oars. On Friday morning was launched the Victory, lying above the vanguard in the same dock at Woolwich. On Friday, being the 13th of May, I shipped all my goods and household stuff from Woolwich in one Starland's hoy, which were all safely landed at His Majesty's new dock at Chatham the next day. On Monday, the 16th day, I brought myself and family into my lodgings at the new dock. Wednesday, being the 15th day of June, all the ships in the Navy at Chatham being completely trimmed in all points, rigged, and all their sails at yards and ordnance on board, His Majesty attended with diverse lords, came to Strood about two o'clock afternoon, where the officers of the navy attended His Highness with barges and boats, and being embarked, rue down the river on board the Prince, and from her on board all the ships riding in that place. At His Majesty's embarking, the ships did orderly discharge their ordnance, the king went to his lodging at the crown rochester next morning betimes his majesty took his barge again and went on board the rest of the ships riding in the upper reach beginning with the lion being the uppermost ship so to the rest in order observing the course and order of the discharging their ordnance as the day before then landed at the old dock and viewed all the ordnance upon the wharves then walked on foot to the new dock by the way taking notice of the rope-house and storehouses without the dock gates then came into the yard and viewed the stores and houses after came into my lodgings where he stayed a pretty while then went to the top of the hill on the back side where his majesty stood to see the ordnance fired from the ships from thence walked back to the old dock 
where his highness took his barge to rochester all the way hovering to observe the trained band placed in two battalions and skirmished in warlike manner to his majesty's great content his majesty landed at rochester and went to dinner then called for the officers of the navy giving them many thanks for their care and pains then took his coach to gravesend thence up by water to greenwich monday morning being the twenty fifth of july i took my journey from chatham towards portsmouth riding through sussex we came to portsmouth the twenty seventh day at night and lodged at the queen's head we were sent to provide and prepare all the ships riding at portsmouth in manner as they were at chatham to entertain his majesty resolved to view them all which was accordingly performed the second of august being tuesday his majesty came to portsmouth accompanied with diverse lords and presently took boat and went on board each several ship from thence treatably returning and the ships saluting him with their ordnance his majesty was landed by six of the clock and went directly to the governor's house where he was lodged and called for supper as soon as he came next day i attended his majesty for order for removing the ships which presently was done by his majesty's own mouth and waiting at dinner his majesty commanded me to attend the lord treasurer and others to transport them into the isle of wight and bring them back which i carefully performed in his majesty's pinnace the maria appointed for that purpose and safely landed him from the cows at titchfield haven being attended with one of the whelps i returned to chatham from portsmouth the tenth of august after the twenty-fifth of this month being thursday my son john's wife lost in the sixth whelp was married to edward stevens a shipwright in chatham church the wedding being at my house in the new dockyard where we gave entertainment to all his friends till monday after when they returned for london in the beginning of this year sixteen thirty two i was commanded from his majesty to assist my son peter in the building of a new ship at woolwich which was begun in february being of the burthen of eight hundred tons and tonnage most part of the frame and provisions being made in the forests of shotover and stowood oxfordshire my son had the oversight of the work about the eighth of june his majesty came to woolwich to see the work where i entertained him afterwards in my lodgings and attended his majesty to deptford in his own barge where we landed to view the other new ship built by mr goddard the thirtieth day of january sixteen thirty three the new ship at woolwich was launched the king's majesty being there present standing in my lodgings it proved a fair day and a good tide so that the ship was put out without strain of tackle which much contented his majesty who soon after took his barge and returned to whitehall the ship was named the charles after his own name the next day the new ship at deptford built by mr goddard was launched the king and queen's majesties being present and was called after the queen's name henrietta maria by the beginning of march the henrietta being come to ride at woolwich by the charles both being ready fitted to set sail for chatham his majesty was pleased to come down in his barge on board the charles we presently weighed with both ships and set sail with the wind at south-west and better his majesty went in her a little beneath barking creek and then took his barge and returned we taking leave after the manner of the sea with our voices and whistles and the king's trumpets upon the poop by low water we were got beneath the nore a good distance and there anchored all night 
and the next flood we turned up as high as oakham ness and there anchored and on monday after came over the chain the twenty-second of march i was appointed to make a journey to portsmouth to take survey of all the business there both on float and on the shore mr edisbury mr goddard mr goodwin the master mr apslin and our clerks going along with us we took our journey from london on friday morning and came to portsmouth on sunday afternoon it was the sixth of april following before i returned to home to chatham the eleventh day some peter first time took his journey to woodbridge in suffolk to see mrs cole's eldest daughter the fifteenth of june sixteen thirty three i went to journey to portsmouth from chatham through part of east kent accompanied with sir henry palmer captain william hawkridge newly returned from captivity our clerks and servants saturday and sunday night we lay at buckwell at captain moyles whose wife was sister to the lady palmer monday we rode to sir william campion's where we were very kindly entertained till wednesday morning thence taking leave we rode to lewis to dinner thence to shoreham where we lodged that night thence to chichester there dined then to portsmouth where we stayed four days to dispatch business there which done we came thence to guildford and so london and the twenty-sixth day being wednesday i came home to chatham the fifth of july sixteen thirty three being a friday i began a journey from chatham by sea into suffolk in the little henrietta pinnace commanded by captain cook one of the master attendants of his majesty's navy accompanied with young mr henry palmer mr isaacson son yardley cousin joseph my sons peter and christopher man charles bowles and george parker we set sail from gillingham in the morning having a fair gale as south-west we anchored against harwich between two and three of the clock afternoon and from thence shipped ourselves and company in boats for ipswich arriving there afore six in the evening and lodged at the angel inn which was then kept by my cousin barwick on saturday morning we were horsed to woodbridge on hackneys whither we came about eleven of the clock and were lodged at the crown after dinner we went to visit mrs cole and her daughters with whom we had a large discourse about the match of her daughter with my son peter and found our propositions entertained i having great liking to the maid sunday we and our train dined and supped at mrs cole's monday we invited mother and daughters and mr fleming to dine with us at our inn whither came to us divers of our friends to whom we gave the best entertainment the place could afford in the afternoon we had private conferences together and concluded the match and contracted the parties with free consent on both sides we supped this night at mrs cole's tuesday forenoon having dispatched all our business we took our journey by horse to landguard point accompanied with mistress cole her daughters and other their friends and neighbours whom we entertained a while on board our pinnace and there resolved the day of marriage thence we accompanied them on shore saw them horsed and so took leave my son and some other of our company accompanied them to woodbridge being overtaken with a mighty storm of rain thunder and lightning all the way all the next day proving very foul and wet weather the wind contrary and my son and his company not returned who came not to us till almost three in the afternoon we concluded to stay till next morning in the road myself and most of our company went on shore to harwich and there lay the night thursday morning we came on board betimes and set sail 
and that tide came up as high as Bishop Ness, in our river of Medway, where we anchored and had boats meet us from Chatham, in whom we embarked, and were safely landed at the dock about seven Friday morning, 12th of July, giving God thanks for our prosperous voyage and safe return. About the middle of this month, my son Peter had ordered to prepare moulds for a frame of a new ship of five hundred tons, to be built by him at Woolwich, and was assigned to have the timber out of Stowood and Shotover in Oxfordshire. About this time also, Sir Henry Palmer and myself were deeply questioned about making sale of brown paper stuff, which we claimed as a perquisite to our places, and by the information of Mr. Eddisbury, our fellow officer, to Sir John Coke. The information was presented with a great deal of malice, and His Majesty was made acquainted with all. But it pleased God that their malice took no effect, the King giving us a free discharge, only we repaid the monies received for the commodity to the Treasurer of the Navy for His Majesty's use. The third day of September my son Peter came to Chatham accompanied with Mr. Sheldon and Mr. Francis Terringham, and the next morning we embarked ourselves at the new dock, accompanied also with Mr. Bostock, cousin Joseph, and son Christopher, and all our provisions, and came on board the Henrietta Pinnace at Gillingham, where Captain Cook attended us ready to set sail. From whence, with a prosperous gale, the wind at south-west and a very fair weather, we came to anchor before Harwich about six of the clock. All our company went on shore to Harwich where we lodged that night, and the next day from thence took our journey to Woodbridge, where we were joyfully received and entertained by Mistress Cole and her friends. On Sunday following, being the 8th day of September, my son was married to Mistress Cole's daughter in Woodbridge Church after the sermon. On the Thursday after, all my company took leave at Woodbridge and came to our ship riding at Harwich, where we lodged that night, and on Friday morning embarked ourselves and set sail. Having the wind fair, we got up as high as Oakham, where we anchored and took boats to St. Mary Creek, where we landed and walked home on foot, giving God thanks for our prosperous voyage and safe return. The 8th of December, being Sunday, lying at my lodging in Mincing Lane, London, as I was going to church in the forenoon, I was set upon by six sergeants, who arrested me at the suit of my sister Pet, widow to my brother Peter, by whom I was used uncivilly, but after they were told by Sir Henry Palmer they would be called to account for abusing the king's servant, they let me go, which turned me afterward to a great trouble and a suit in law to my great charge. In the month of February were launched the Unicorn at Woolwich, built by Mr. Boat, and the next spring following was launched to the James, out of Deptford Dock, built there by my nephew, Peter Pett. The King's Majesty, being in person present at both places, where I attended His Highness all the time of that business. The twenty-second day of the same month, Sir Henry Palmer and myself were commanded to attend the Lord's Commissioners of the Admiralty, to answer the great information prosecuted against us by the malice of Secretary Coke, by intimation of Mr. Eddisbury, newly made surveyor of the Navy, for selling the old brown paper stuff as perquisites of our places. We were not called in till the evening. None but Mr. Fleming and myself appeared, Sir Henry Palmer purposely absenting himself. There were present at the council-table Earl Dorset, Sir Henry Vane, Secretary Coke, and Secretary Windybank. Mr. Secretary Coke delivered His Majesty's pleasure with despiteful aggravation of the fact and the dangerous precedent to others. 
the conclusion was that his majesty's command was we should be suspended our places we were not suffered to make any reply but dismissed and referred to his majesty's further pleasure on the monday after i attended to speak to his majesty so soon as he was ready in his withdrawing chamber where his majesty was pleased to call me to him and before all the lords there present and my professed enemy secretary coke his majesty used me very graciously with large expression and protestation of the continuance of his future favour and continued encouragements which though secretary coke liked not yet he made great show of his well-wishing to me in his majesty's presence but notwithstanding all this i repaid the monies i had received for my share being eighty-six pounds to the treasurer of the navy for his majesty's use out of my yearly entertainment about the middle of march my son brought his wife and his mother with their family from woodbridge to my house at chatham where they all stayed with us till the twenty-third of april following and then went all to woolwich where my son was employed upon the building of his majesty's ship the leopard the twenty-second of june was finished a little ship being completely rigged and gilded and placed upon a carriage with wheels resembling the sea was enclosed in a great case of deals and shipped for london in the fortune pink and was out of her taken into a wherry and carried through a bridge to scotland yard and from thence to st james's where it was placed in the long gallery and presented to the prince who entertained it with a great deal of joy being purposely made for him to disport himself withal the twenty-sixth of june his majesty came to woolwich in his barge to see the frame of the leopard then half built and being in the ship's hold his highness calling me aside privately acquainted me with his princely resolution for the building of a great new ship which he would have me to undertake using these words to me you have made many requests to me and now i will make it my request to you to build this ship commanding me to attend his coming to wanstead where he would further confer with me about it the twenty ninth of october the model made for the great new ship was carried to hampton court and there placed in the privy gallery where after his majesty had seen and thoroughly perused he commanded us to carry it back to whitehall and place it in the privy gallery till his majesty's coming thither which was accordingly performed in march sixteen thirty five the eleventh day his majesty came to woolwich to see the launching of the new ship built there by my son peter the which ship i caused to have her mast set in the dock and to be completely rigged and ten pieces of ordnance placed in her with her sails at the yard the ship being launched betimes she was by his majesty's command called the leopard by sir robert mansell after the ship was clear out of the dock his majesty came on board and there stayed almost one hour we hoped to sail her whilst his majesty had been on board but the wind came northerly that we could do no good to lead it to our moorings at his majesty's parting away in his barge we gave nine pieces of ordnance in the midst of april his majesty was graciously pleased to renew my privy seal for my pension of forty pounds per annum payable in the exchequer with order for all my arrears due upon it the eighth of may following my son peter received the same arrears being one hundred pounds the fourteenth of may i took leave of his majesty at greenwich with his command to hasten my journey into the north to provide and prepare the frame and timber and plank and tree nails for the great new ship to be built at woolwich and having dispatched all warrants and letters concerning that business and some impress of money for travelling charges 
I took leave at Woolwich, and came to Chatham, leaving my son to see all the moulds and other necessaries to be shipped in a castle-ship, taken up for that purpose, to transport all our provisions and workmen to Newcastle, and to send the ships to take us in at Queenborough. The 21st of May, my son with his wife, mother, and sisters, and rest of the company, being come to us at Chatham and in readiness, we, accompanied with cousin Joseph's wife, and mine own company, we took leave at Chatham in the morning, and repaired by our boats to Queenborough, where the ship was in readiness, where we embarked ourselves, intending to have set sail presently, but the wind chopping to east and north-east, we could not stir that tide, but rode till the morning, then weighed and set sail, and got down as low as the black-tail sand, where we anchored all the flood. At high water, being about three o'clock in the afternoon, we weighed again, and plied down beneath the spits, and there anchored all that night. Saturday morning we weighed and set sail again, and the next day by five afternoon we came to an anchor against Harwich, and landed all our passengers bound for Woodbridge, who got thither that night. And the next myself and the rest of my company went for Woodbridge, where we stayed till Tuesday afternoon, and then returned to Harwich to our ship. Wednesday forenoon we set sail from Harwich, and Thursday morning we came into Yarmouth Road, where we anchored, went on shore, and dined, and after dinner returned on board and set sail, plying our course till Saturday morning. Being got within twenty leagues of Newcastle, the wind took us short, and we put room and were landed, not without some danger, at Scarborough, where we lay that night, and our ship put room for Bridlington. Sunday morning we got horse with some difficulty, and rode to Whitby, where we were kindly entertained and lodged at one Captain Fox's house, then lying sick. There we found much kindness at the hands of one Mr. Bagwell, a shipwright and yard-keeper. This was the 31st of May. Monday morning we parted thence and came to Gisborough, a great market-town, where we baited. From thence we went to Stockton, where we found but mean entertainment, being lodged in the mayor's house, being a poor thatched cottage. On Tuesday we came to Durham, where we baited. From thence we came to Newcastle about five of the clock, lodging this night at the post-house, where we were very homely used. But the next day we moved thence to Mr. Leonard Carr's house, where we were very well accommodated and neatly lodged, in which house we lay all the time of our abode at Newcastle. This was the 3rd of June, 1635. After our coming to Newcastle, and that lodged ourselves conveniently, we advised together how to proceed in our business, that no time might be lost, and first viewed the places from whence we were to make choice of our frame and other provisions, which were Chopwell Woods and Brancepeth Park, a good way from one another. Then, having marked such trees as were fittest our purpose, our workmen were disposed of to their several charges, and began to fell, square, and saw, with all the expedition we could. That work being settled, my son carefully followed that business whilst I myself attended the Lord Bishop of Durham, with my commission and instructions, whom I found wonderfully ready and willing to give all furtherance to us, assisted by other knights and gentlemen, justices of the peace in the county, who with all care and diligence took order with the country for present carriage. God so blessed us in our proceedings that in a short time as much of the frame was made ready, as laded away a great collier belonging to Woodbridge, which was safely landed at Woolwich, and as fast as provisions could be made ready, 
they were shipped away that from chopwell woods was laded from newcastle that which came from brandspeth from sunderland having ordered all our business both for carriage monies and all other needful things to set forward the business leaving my loving son peter to oversee all i took my leave of my friends at newcastle the twenty-second day of july being wednesday and came to durham where we lodged that night at the post-house next morning i waited upon my lord of durham with whom i dined and after dinner took leave and returned to my lodging friday morning being the twenty-fourth day i parted from durham accompanied with my son christopher charles bowles and the guide we met also bound our way towards london three scottish gentlemen and their attendants who very kindly accepted of our company and we rode together to northallerton where we lodged that night at the postmaster's next day we rode to york and lodged at the postmaster's sunday we stayed at york all the day myself being entertained at dinner by sir arthur ingram and at night by alderman sir william allison monday morning twenty seventh day we rode to dinner at wentbridge thence to doncaster to bed tuesday we rode to tuxford where we dined thence to newark upon trent there lodged this night wednesday morning we rode from newark to grantham where we dined thence to stamford where lodged this night thursday being the thirtieth day we rode from stamford to huntingdon and there dined and met my old acquaintance and noble friend sir oliver cromwell after dinner we took horse again and at huntingdon town's end the scottish gentlemen and we parted they took their way for london myself and company for cambridge where i lodged at the falcon and visited emmanuel college where i had been a scholar in my youth friday being the last of july after i had visited trinity college and some others i rode from cambridge to bury in suffolk where we only baited and rode that night to stowmarket coming thither very wet having rained very hard all that afternoon there we lay that night from thence rode next morning to ipswich drank only at the greyhound inn and thence came to woodbridge alighting at sister cole's about eleven of the clock being the first of august i stayed at woodbridge till tuesday the fourth of august thence taking leave i rode to witham to bed from thence next morning taking horse i came to gravesend ferry there passing over my horses i stayed there coming and then taking horse again i came home to my house about four o'clock afternoon in safety and health giving god thanks for our safe meeting after eleven weeks absence from thence the fourth of november being tuesday it pleased god to send my son peter safely to woolwich where we met together to our great comfort and so gave order for proceeding in our business the twenty-first day of december the keel of the great new ship was laid in his place upon the blocks in the dock most part of the frame and other provisions came safely to woolwich and were landed in the yard the sixteenth day of january his majesty accompanied with divers of the lords came to woolwich to see part of the frame and floor of the ship at that time his majesty gave order to myself and son to build two small pinnaces out of the wastes of the ship the twenty eighth day of march his majesty came again to woolwich accompanied with the polesgrave his brother duke robert and divers other lords who all stood in the windows of my lodgings to see the two pinnaces launched which was performed to their great content and named the greyhound and roebuck about the tenth of april his majesty's ship called by the name of the anne royal bound for to be the admiral of the narrow seas 
and anchoring in Tilbury Hope, being unmoored, the ship, winding up upon the flood, came foul of her own anchor, which pulled out a great part of her keel above the mast, and so, in sinking, overthrew so suddenly that some of the company were drowned, amongst whom was the master's wife and one other woman. Myself, amongst others, was commanded by His Majesty to give any assistance for weighing of her, which cost much trouble, great charge, and no small danger, to them that travelled about it, which was afterwards objected to them as a great fault, and were rewarded with a bitter check from the lords. The ship was weighed and carried to Blackwall, and put into East India Dock about 10th of August. The 3rd of February His Majesty came to Woolwich by water, accompanied with the Prince-Elector, and diverse other lords, where he thoroughly viewed all the works of the ship without, and then went on board and seriously perused all the ship within board, both aloft and in the hold, being very well satisfied in all points, and then retired himself into my lodgings, where he stayed till flood, and then took his barge and returned to Whitehall. Tuesday, the 25th of April, my daughter Martha was married unto John Hodian, sometimes my servant. She was married at Chatham Church, accompanied with the best sort of our neighbours, who were entertained in the garden under a long tent, set up for that purpose, where they ate, dined, and supped. On the twenty-first day of July, being Friday, I brought my wife from Woolwich to Chatham in a coach, having been very ill some weeks before. We brought her safe to my house, and the next day she was to our thinking very cheerful, and was visited by diverse our good neighbours, but on Sunday she grew very ill, and continued worse and worse all that night. About three o'clock Monday morning she fell into a sweet sleep, and so like a lamb quietly departed this life, and the Wednesday afternoon following was buried in Chatham Church, accompanied with the better sort of all the neighbours about us. Mr. Vaughan, our minister, preached at her funeral. End of section 9